I was recently thinking about my experiences as both a participant and coach of tennis. More specifically, I was thinking about a strange phenomena that sometimes occurs in the game when a more skilled player starts to play at the level of a less skilled player. As a player, it can be incredibly frustrating to know you are playing with less skill than you have. And as a coach, it's agonizing to see one of your players fall apart on the court to a player they could easily beat. I remember many a pep talk at the fence. Play to your level. Don't drop your game. Make them rise to meet you. You set the pace. This phenomena isn't unique to tennis. I've seen it happen in other sports. And doesn't it also happen in life? Like when someone's unkindness, cynicism, or bad mood affects everybody else in the family, in the office, or your experience in a store, a restaurant, on the road. When that happens, when someone chooses to be unkind, how do you hold on to your own kindness and not fall to their level and reciprocate with equal or worse unkindness, equal or worse cynicism, equal or worse anger? The world seems to be full of a lot of unkind, cynical, angry people. Is there space for kindness? Kindness is a big topic, and an important topic. Big enough that I think we might use several episodes defining kindness, exploring reasons we struggle to be kind, and defining boundaried kindness. In this series about kindness, I hope to inspire you to live with more kindness. Welcome to Limitless Thoughts, a podcast from Limitless Life Counseling, where we explore questions, thoughts, ideas, and emotions. If you've missed our other episodes, you can check them out wherever you find your favorite podcasts. I would love you to become a follower and share this with others, because together we can bring more light to the world. In this first episode of our kindness series, I'd like to explore what kindness is. How would you define kindness? Interesting question, right? We tend to define kindness by giving examples like, kindness is when you help someone else. Kindness is when you think about others. Kindness is showing you care by giving someone a gift, a hug. Kindness is spending time with someone. Kindness seems to be one of those words, one of those concepts that we struggle to define, but instead are more able to recognize through behaviors or words or how an experience or relationship made us feel. Kindness is actually defined as the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. I need to take a moment right now and tell you, I'm a word nerd. And as a word nerd, sometimes when I'm looking up a definition, I also look up the synonyms and antonyms of the word. Remember synonyms and antonyms from English class? Synonyms are words that are similar to the word being defined, and antonyms are words that mean the opposite. Synonyms of kindness include considerate, caring, 
compassion, humanity, big-heartedness, good-heartedness, warm-heartedness, kind-heartedness. Antonyms of kindness are inhumane, coldness, disinterest, indifference, unconcern, dislike, thoughtlessness, inconsiderate, cold-heartedness, and hard-heartedness. The synonyms and antonyms of kindness are interesting. Interesting because many of those words use the word heart. So kindness has to do with our heart, not our actual physical blood-pumping heart with ventricles, atriums, and veins, but rather kindness has to do with the heart of who we are or the innermost part of our being. If kindness is a part of our innermost being, I'm curious when, where, with whom, and why we show kindness. Because when we show kindness, where we show kindness, with whom we show kindness, and why we show kindness, might indicate something about our heart. Let's start with when. When do you show kindness? When it's convenient? When it will advance you professionally? Socially? When the calendar says it's random acts of kindness day? When it's the holidays? When you are in the mood to be kind? When certain people will see you demonstrating kindness? When you post for your social media accounts, when do you show kindness? What about where you show kindness? Do you show kindness only outside the house when others might see? Do you show kindness in front of the boss behind their back? It's another story. Do you show kindness in that store but not this restaurant? Do you show kindness only when others around you are showing kindness? Where do you show kindness? With whom do you show kindness? Are you only kind to family and close friends? Are you only kind to those who share your own viewpoints, beliefs, values? Are you only kind when you are with these people and not those people? Are you only kind to people who deserve kindness, who have earned kindness in some way? Kind only to people who make this much money, or work this job, or live in this neighborhood, or on that street. With whom do you show kindness? Why do you show kindness? Do you show kindness because it looks good on your application? Your resume? in the Christmas brag letter? Do you show kindness because it gets you a job promotion, increases your followers, because that group of influencers will notice, because it makes you feel superior to someone else, because you want something from someone, because you were told to be kind? Why do you show kindness? When you answer those questions of when, where, with whom, and why, Is kindness only present in life when there is an external benefit for you to gain or when you are reminded to be kind? Is kindness only present in your life when you intentionally think about it? 
What if instead of being intentional with kindness, what if you lived kindness? You might be wondering what the difference between intentional kindness and living kindness is. Intention means the determination or focus to act in a certain way. Focused on being kind is intentional kindness. Intentional kindness sounds like a good thing, doesn't it? I agree, especially in those situations where you find yourself challenged to be kind, like when the cranky grocery clerk smashes your bread and bananas bagging your groceries, or with the customer service representative who has put you on hold for the fifth time, or with the coworker who metaphorically throws you under the bus in the meeting, or when your partner squeezes the toothpaste from the middle of the tube, or when another driver cuts you off in traffic. Intentionally holding on to kindness in those situations because, well, reacting with coldness, dislike, thoughtlessness, cold-heartedness, and hard-heartedness probably isn't going to improve any of those situations and probably will leave you feeling just as unkind, cynical, and angry as that other person. Have you had similar experiences? If intentional kindness is focusing on kindness, then what is living kindness? Let's go back to those synonyms of kindness. Bright-heartedness, warm-heartedness, good-heartedness, and kind-heartedness. Remember, kindness involves our heart, our innermost part of who we are. If kindness is a part of our innermost being, then kindness should instinctively be a part of how we interact with the world. So much a part of us that we don't have to make the choice to be kind. Living kindness, being the instinct to offer kindness in every situation, action, thought, comment, relationship. And if we are living kindness in every aspect of our life, our experience of the world would be filled with greater bright-heartedness, warm-heartedness, good-heartedness, kind-heartedness. You might be thinking, wow, do you breathe rainbows and butterflies too? It's impossible to be kind all the time. I agree. We aren't kind all the time. We are human, and as humans, we are messy and sometimes say or do things that are hurtful to ourselves and others intentionally and unintentionally. But I believe we are born with an innate ability to be kind. Kindness is a part of our heart. It's just that sometimes our ability to be kind is challenged by our circumstances, our experiences, our relationships. Like relationships that push us to abandon kindness for defensiveness, blaming, name-calling, sarcasm, anger, or maybe experiences in our life where kindness becomes smaller or shoved aside, like when we experience scarcity and fight to get our needs met or our voice heard. Maybe kindness gets kicked to the side as you compete for the best. The best house, best car, best kid, best friend. Or compete for the job promotion, the scholarship, the financial security. As kindness is abandoned, becomes smaller, is shoved to one side, forgotten. 
our innermost being, our heart, becomes more indifferent, more cynical, more cold-hearted, more hard-hearted toward the world, toward relationships, toward ourselves. But kindness is never completely gone, never completely destroyed, because no matter what you've done, no matter who you are, your heart still holds kindness. And because your heart holds kindness, you have the ability to practice kindness. And the more we practice kindness, the more we live kindness. Maybe you doubt your ability to live kindness, or don't know how to start practicing kindness. What if I told you practicing kindness starts by being intentional? Intentionally demonstrating those qualities of caring, considerate, friendly, compassionate. But, you might ask, what if I demonstrate those qualities and still look at the world through unkind, cynical, angry eyes? When we struggle to live kindness, struggle to feel kind even if we are doing the actions, maybe it's we aren't being kind to ourselves. Are you kind to yourself? What words do you use to talk to yourself? How do you view yourself? How much confidence do you have in yourself? Are these uncomfortable questions because you know those words, those thoughts, those views toward yourself are anything but kind? By the way, in one of the episodes of this kindness series, we'll explore reasons we're challenged to be kind to ourselves. Because you can change those negative words, thoughts, and views towards yourself. It's not that easy, you might say. It's not like I can just start telling myself positive things. It's not like I can just start encouraging myself like I do with other people. Actually, it is that easy. It's as easy and gradual of a process as it was to start being mean to yourself. You weren't born putting yourself down, ignoring yourself, being mean to yourself. It may have started with an experience where you received negative feedback and then maybe another experience and gradually those comments, those thoughts, those views of negativity towards yourself have become beliefs, have become blocks to self-kindness. What if you did that same process, but instead of directing negativity towards yourself, you directed positivity towards yourself, one comment at a time, one thought at a time, one view at a time, giving yourself kindness and self-love until you started living self-kindness and self-love. Kind thoughts, kind comments, and kind views of yourself becoming more automatic. Because that's the difference between practicing kindness and living kindness. Practicing kindness is the external gestures, the words, the when, where, with whom, and why. It's the fake it until you make it struggle. It's the first part of talking the talk until you can walk the walk, 
or until living kindness shifts from these external reasons into an internal way of being. When kindness becomes the way you want to view the world. Please know practicing kindness, especially if you've been out of practice for a while, can be challenging. It's like any other skill you might learn, a skill like driving. When you first learn to drive, it can feel overwhelming. You not only have to learn how to use the steering wheel and pedals, but you also have to learn signs on the road, how to avoid other cars and crazy squirrels. Nothing is automatic when you first learn to drive. Every action takes intentional thought. And even then, the neighbor's mailbox might find itself on the lawn. But the more you drive, the more you practice, doesn't the skill become easier? Doesn't turning the steering wheel become more automatic? Knowing how to brake, how to pass, how to parallel park become more automatic? Well, maybe not parallel parking. I'm convinced that's a skill few people are proficient at. Kindness is a skill just like driving. When we first start practicing, it takes a lot of thought. It can feel awkward, difficult, and take all of our attention. But the more we practice kindness toward ourselves, the kinder our thoughts, the kinder we are towards ourselves, the kinder we are towards others. Practicing kindness leads to living kindness. But, you might say, you're really resistant to this kindness thing, aren't you? Other people around me are negative. Other people around me have influenced or reinforced my negative beliefs. Other people are mean. I need to defend myself. I can't defend myself with kindness. Yes, there are mean people out there. But does reciprocating with unkindness, reciprocating with cynicism, reciprocating with anger, cold-heartedness, hard-heartedness, does reciprocating and falling to that level improve the situation? Improve the relationship? I've had many conversations with people who talk about the world being a cold-hearted place. The world being filled with selfish, angry, mean people. Remember at the first of this episode, I talked about a phenomena that occurs in tennis when a more skilled player will drop their game to someone who is less skilled? My senior year in high school, I was on the tennis team. Our team was a group of athletic misfits, meaning our number one boy and girl were club kids, kids who regularly played at the local tennis club, but the rest of us were either athletically gifted or simply possessed the ability to have enough hand-eye coordination to hit the ball over the net. We had one teammate, let's call her Lauren to protect her privacy, who was not a club kid, and she also was not exactly gifted in athleticism or coordination. But she had this amazing ability to influence much more skilled players into dropping their game to her level. 
in practice, if you were partnered with her, it could drive you nuts. But when we competed against other teams, we loved it. She was our guaranteed win, not to mention entertainment and watching the other player completely self-implode across the net. But even more remarkable was her personality. She was a genuinely kind person. So genuine in her kindness that she would cheer when her opponent made a particularly good shot and would even go so far as encourage her opponent if they became frustrated on the court. At the first of the match, players were always taken aback and even suspicious of her kindness. But by the end of the match, even if they had lost, they rose to Lauren's level of skill, rose, that is, to her level of kindness. There are many running jokes about world peace, but in a world of anger, hate, disrespect, what would it be like to be the person who doesn't lower your perspective, doesn't lower your life to unkindness, cynicism, and anger? What would it be like if you participated in life like Lauren and played your level of kindness? And in doing so, others would begin to rise to this level. Offering kindness in the face of unkindness, offering kindness in the face of cynicism, offering kindness in the face of anger, offering kindness for others to rise and meet you in that place. Maybe that is the pathway to world peace. The question that remains is, will you join me in living kindness? Be kindness, receive kindness, send kindness. Till next time, thanks for listening.